What's up, guys? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block, episode 134. It is November already. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. Mindy's Showcase Season 2! Yes! <laughs> yes, we did. We have been recording Nindy Showcase Season 2. Oh, and the games that morning. we are playing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The games, all the games. So, also joining us, the wise Wisconsinite, Jesse Douglas. How's it going? That that was wow. a that was a great face for the audio listeners. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, how's it going, guys? How's the weekend? Good. Good so far. Uh, yeah. Themselves? Just I starting. Am. Just starting. I can't wait to play some games. I know. Speaking of of games, I I tried to play Black Ops 4 last night. Yeah. And it wouldn't let me play the game. Like, it just kept kicking me out. Yeah. Uh, Like, where, where, yeah, like, where it would, like, when you're trying to load it up. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, they, they've got some bugs with that game. Cause, like, sometimes, too, when you're loading it, like like the uh the main beginning intro to the game won't won't appear or even start or do anything until i press buttons on the on the controller (laughs) it's weird i don't know yeah there's there's some little bugs that they have with it i've noticed that like getting it to to start because i've i've had that issue too because we'll probably touch on uh ax yeah they've been having a lot of problems with uh black ops 4 I just, I just, I can't, like, it was, I wanted to play last night, because I, I, I finished Shadow the Tomb Raider last night, and, like, I was like, man, I need, like, a palate cleanser, and I wanted to play some Black Ops, and it wouldn't start the game. Like, it just wouldn't start the game. <laughs> it was making me mad. Yeah, I, yeah, I had an issue with that, too, the other day, and what I ended up doing was I went, what did I do? I, like, went into it the game like the like not just clicking on the icon i went into like the actual games um like hub or whatever thing and then like started it from there and then i got it to eventually work but yeah it i don't know yeah and it's a and they just recently had like a 13 gig update that I downloaded, and then all of a sudden, like the next day, they had like a. It was only like a, like a six hundred megabyte update or something. But they had the another, heck? another tiny update. Then the next day, 
So I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, I, I, I don't I, know if it's something to do with maybe like the seasonal stuff. Like that, that smaller update, I'm guessing, was just something like for aesthetics. Because they did, they did change the interface a little bit of the game. Like they're, like it, it didn't, like you know, in the past, like a lot of games, if you unlock something that's new, a lot of times there'll be an icon next to the thing that's new, and, or there'll be an icon on the the list or the uh, the main menu of the thing that would show you where something that you may have unlocked is new. And a lot of times there'll be an icon next to it letting you know that something in there is new. They didn't do that originally until just recent with the update. Now, like, all these icons are popped everywhere on all the new things that I've unlocked already that I already knew I unlocked. But, I I mean, it's a good addition because it lets you know where things are that you've unlocked. But... But yeah, just there's they're constantly like changing little things here and there right now. So you know, I'm hoping you know it's gonna probably end up being like like a lot of games nowadays, like Siege, where it's gonna just gradually they're gonna improve on it and try to try to make things as you know look better over time, you know, as much as they can. And I don't know. But yeah, it is a bummer when stuff like that. I have that that problem that you had, Corey, with a lot of games, like where just sometimes they just don't want to load. It, it will start loading it up, and then it just kicks you out, and it says that you we had an issue. No, it doesn't or even say we like had that. an issue. It just it'll go yeah, to like the Black Ops like load up wallpaper screen, and then it'll just kick me back out to the dashboard like the game never started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that happen with some games occasionally, and a lot of times it gets fixed if I res- like do a hard reset with my Xbox. I don't want to do but, that. But I have that happen right. with a lot of games, actually. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many games that happens with, for me anyway. But I also have the older Xbox, so... Yeah, I mean, Still. I might hard reset the Xbox in... like, after we record, I guess, but... We'll see. Yeah. But that's enough Xbox talk. We've been... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i sure we'll talk a little bit of Xboxes. We've all been playing Xbox games, but uh, let's, let's get into some of this housekeeping before we get into what we've been playing since we skipped it last week, sort of, <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, got some housekeeping for you. Pot and Play Season 3 is underway. There are only two episodes left this season, but don't fret. Season 4 and 5 are officially in pre-production. And by pre-production, I mean Ed and I stayed up till two thirty, making our games list last night. So, oh yes, <laughs> oh man, season four and five are going to be great. Uh, <sighs> season four starts March second, and we'll bring you some awesome games like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Marvel Spider-Man, Wolfenstein Two, and finally making its appearance on Pod and Play, the NGR favorite Bloodborne, featuring our very own Matthew Keel and Moose Cool as guests on that episode. So that's happening. Uh, let's see. Check out all of our seasons on demand and subscribe to NGR Radio's Prime channel today for notifications on Season 4. And check out all of our episodes on demand from Season 1, 2, and 3. So Season yes. 3 still has a couple episodes to go. So check those out. My friend Ben... Uh text to me he's like yes titanfall 2 pod and play <laughs> he's excited about the, the titanfall 2 
Yeah, that uh, was, so good. That was a good one. That was a good one. Sorry, I kind of like abruptly stopped because I like when I moved the lighting changes on my camera and it looked like there was like a fire <laughs> flickering back there and it was like, oh no, <laughs> freaking me out. So, also, my TV, my Xbox is on and my TV is on. So when the new like thing pops up, it also changes the lighting in the screen. It was like, ah, no. But anyways, speaking of Nindy Showcase, Nindy Showcase Season 2 is also well into production. Starting January 5th, Nindy Showcase is coming back with awesome uh, games like Dead Cells, The Messenger, Iconoclast, and more. Subscribe to Nintendo Power Blocks YouTube channel today or check out all of Nindy Showcase on NGRadio.com. Uh, lastly, we are giving away two games this month. Uh, Diablo 3 and Pokemon Let's Go are up for grabs this month. Entry details are subscribe to us on YouTube. Nintendo Power Block, subscribe. Email us at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com. And three, for bonus points, more of like a bonus, rate us on your podcast service of choice. Yes. Because it helps with discoverability, and we always welcome new listeners. So uh, do all that for your chance to win Diablo 3 the first half of the month and Pokemon Let's Go on the second half of the month. That's how you, that's everybody's how, doing it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, Everybody. everybody's doing it, man. Everybody's doing Everybody. the Pokemon. What? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find all of our podcasts, content, reviews, and other stuff on ngrradio.com. Download our family of shows: Nerds Gone Platinum, Arsenal X, Nerds Gone Rogue, and of course, Nintendo Power Block. Yay! Let's get into what we've been playing. Jesse, we're going to start with you. All right. So I'll just, I'm going to actually, because really, I'll be honest, I haven't really been playing a whole lot other than Black Ops. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, cool. but, uh, but yeah, like I, on Switch, I, I played uh, some, I actually finally started, uh, tried the Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> demo. Yes. <laughs> demo. So I played that. And I completely suck at it just because I don't, I don't play it that often. And there goes the dog. Yes. <laughs> Our Arsenal X mascot. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and then I played um, some Mario Party. and uh, Not fun by yourself, by the way. <laughs> Mario Party. <laughs> I, I didn't mind it, but yeah, it's obviously it's not as fun playing it by yourself. Like I, I just like I would play it against the computer and just, uh, just to progress or whatever. But because mm. I, I think you've got a, is it you've got to play like every single level or something like that before you can unlock the new one or something. I forget, but yeah. So and then I played the, I finally got the uh, Yoku's uh, Island Express game. I've been, I played the demo of that a while, a while back. And just kind of wanted to get it, and just kept on putting it off, and then, but then it, it's on sale on Switch, so I finally picked it up. Um, and that's the, for the most part. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I did play some more Tricky Towers, and uh, that that super ineffective golf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, like, I I've been mostly playing just like little little casual games like that on my Switch. 
and then just uh, I was like doing a lot of grinding on Black Ops uh, Four to to unlock the the um all the Halloween themed uh, stuff that you could unlock like uh, um, face paints and and uh, emotes and things like that, which is normal. It's funny because that's normally something I do not care about in game like. You know, Fortnite, all those stuff, I really didn't care about any of the, uh, the, you know, the things that you could get. But for whatever reason, like, I think it's probably because I have the season pass and, you know, like you, since I can get that stuff through the season pass, it's like it it feels like if I'm not trying to get it, I'm wasting my money in a way. (laughs) You know, like it, like it, like there's a, like, because with the Fortnite, you're not paying for the game, or you, you know, I'm not really paying for a season, the past thing, so I don't feel the need to get any of, try to get any of that stuff. Mm. But since I have it on Black Ops, I just feel like like I should probably try, and it's just something cool to have that that's unique and different. And like the emote things will definitely be uh, fun for like when we're recording just for goofing around and stuff like that is they're they're pretty cool i'll show you i'll show you Corey when we play okay if i can get it jeez (laughs) oh man well ed i guess it's your turn okay so uh (laughs) so uh i'm gonna my my... my brain is like everywhere else (laughs) right now it's just like ah uh, I'm gonna hold off off my uh, Xbox stuff for Arsenal X, but I do want to uh, tackle um, play the Tetris uh, Effect demo for PlayStation Four. Um, looks really good. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hear the music, um, so uh, I'm gonna play it again uh, and try to hear like hear the tracks that's in it. Um, but it plays really good. Plays really fast. I like the fact that it kind of teaches you on what they added new to this game and how quickly and easy it is to actually place your uh your tetris parts and uh and then move around the stage um so i I am and do enjoy that i think the game comes out like next or the uh the week of this um of this viewing um so if you guys are interested i think this only it says a weekend trial so uh, I, I think it's just for the weekend. I'm not sure, um, but uh, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. And you don't have to have it uh, the VR to play. If you want to play the game regularly, you can. If you want to play it in VR, in VR, you can do that also. Uh, but mostly for Switch, playing uh, Breath of the Wild got a little bit further into that, and man, it still feels good. Just knocking. The laser reflects back to the guardians, uh, doing more shrines and finding more secrets that I've that like I said I've never found in it yet. Um, I'm about to tackle with the first guardian um, in in the game, so I can't wait for me to do that. Um, downloaded some games, did pick up Diablo three, uh, Mega Man uh, eleven, and uh, Harvest Moon. I actually bought my first Harvest Moon game, so I can't wait to start though. So next week I'll be able to uh, next episode I'll be able to talk more about that. Um, really can't wait to jump into Diablo three and stuff, and also picked up Spider Man. So uh, can't wait to play a little bit of that. Uh, but pretty much uh, getting part and play ready and uh, doing some ninja games for 
uh, Nitty Showcase. I kind of don't want to say what we're playing, uh, even though Corey gave gave you guys the idea of what we've been playing. Um, I kind of want you guys to see next year uh, those games that we are playing for it because uh, what me what me and Corey actually played today we thoroughly enjoyed. So um, I'm going to hold off until uh, actually the showcase goes live next year. Um, but the games that I did, did pick up and play for them are really, really good and really, really fun. So pretty much that's all I've been playing. And uh, yeah, I'll save everything else for Arsenal X. I have something to add about like <laughs> the Tetris effects. Okay, so this is just really obscure and weird. And I'm I'm super curious what it is, but I listened to the interview. Uh, I think it was Game Informer interview with the the creators of of Tetris Effect. Mizuguchi, Mizuguchi. Yeah, yeah. Him and the other there is another guy too with him, uh, an American um, guy with him. Um, Mark. Uh, um, Mark something. I forgot his last name. Yeah. Uh, video game Jesus. Uh, he used to work yeah. for E4. Yeah, he, so he said that they blatantly ripped something off from Halo 3 in that game. And I'm like, what? And I t- what, what could they possibly have ripped off from Halo 3 for a Tetris game? Like so, uh, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious what it is. Like, uh, there is a mode that, like, when you get a lot of, it, like, it's kind of like a super meter from Street Fighter. Um, okay. When you build up a lot of lines, you can yeah. hit L1 or R1, and it'll it'll turn um, the stage differently. Where every line that you make goes down to the bottom. And and uh, once it all get done, like you can keep combining it up, and once every when you run out of the meter, uh, it'll be able to drop everything down to the ground. So if you're stuck and you can never get back uh, to the bottom part, if you yeah. use that, you can start making lines, and they'll start filling out those lines at the bottom, so that you, when you get done with those combos and get back to normal gameplay, it'll drop down. What is that? What is that to do with Halo? Like that, it might be something with Halo. I don't know if it's Halo Three that if you shoot a lot of people, you get like a super meter. I don't know if it's something okay. like that, but that's the only better. Movie. I'm wondering if it's like the grunt, the grunt uh, celebrate, or you know, like the thing when you shoot the grunts in the head, it makes that that cheering noise. Like I wonder if maybe they stole like that sound or something for something when you're playing. Like that's the only thing I could think of that I that they could possibly because that was Halo Three that that first was introduced, wasn't it? Yeah, Do you remember, so. Corey? Yeah, I think so. I wonder if it's something like that where they where they stole that sound that sound effect or or they copied it in some way that like when you do something that will do that that cheering noise. It's probably it's probably when you get a Tetris. Um, yeah, because they have like on one of the levels that I played, they have people bound down while you play. So I think if you get like a Tetris effect, uh, or yeah, probably get a Tetris effect, you might get something from that. That's the only thing I could think of. I haven't heard listened to the interview yet. Yeah, hmm. nice. <laughs> it's just interesting. I'm like, what could you possibly rip off? from Halo Mark, 3 to put in a Tetris game. It's Mark Mc, Mark <laughs> McDonald. That's his name, yeah. Mark McDonald. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Marky Mark and the yeah, he used to, bunch. Yeah, he used to be on uh he used to work for EGM. And then yeah. with A four and help develop some of your favorite Nintendo games like Fire Emblem and Xenoblade. So I like Fire yeah. Emblem a lot. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> He did such a fantastic wow. job with awakening. I love Fire Emblem so. so much. <laughs> but Corey, what you been playing? Um, let's see. On Switch, I haven't really been playing much except for what we've been doing for an indie showcase. I did. Well, that's that's not one hundred percent true. I tried a bunch of different stuff for Quick Looks uh, on Nintendo Powerbox YouTube channel. Uh, I did play. I started Wolfenstein Two which I haven't gotten around to yet. And I want to say that game looks incredibly good for it being on Switch, like especially in the cutscenes. And I was like, there's no way this is how this is working on Switch, right? And so right. I was, I did a little bit of research, and I don't know if this is true or not. I went down a, a Reddit rabbit hole, and then I went through some other, uh, like you, you know how you get when you research stuff and go down rabbit holes and stuff. Yeah. On yes. the internet. And so like I was doing some reading on Reddit and why the cutscenes look so good. On Xbox One and PlayStation 4, the cutscenes are running in engine. So the game the cutscenes look great and the cutscenes look just like the game, right? That's how yeah. they and you know when they're running at 4K60 or whatever, they look fantastic. Well, apparently the Switch version, the cutscenes are all compressed video from the Xbox One and PlayStation 4's versions of the cutscenes. So that's why oh. the cutscenes look fantastic, is because they're not running an engine, they're running compressed video. Which is yeah. also why there's like an 8 gig patch when you put it in your Switch for the first time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. When Corey told me that, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's a really good workaround. I mean, if you think about it, like, yeah, what's, yeah, why why have the system try to run that in in game when you can just literally have a video of it playing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like, because when I went to PAX, I was like, man, this cutscene looks amazing, and this is running on Switch, and it's like, well, that's why because that's what they did. So. <laughs> Uh, well, apparently that's what they did. I don't. I didn't talk to anybody at Panic Button or anything, but like, you know, running through that Reddit rabbit hole. That's uh, that's really interesting. I mean, it it makes sense because that, you know, like there's things like that, tricks like that that you hear them talk about occasionally. Like developers talk about that they they do to try to to try to save you know like memory and stuff like that. So it, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, so I played some of that. I played some Starlink, but it was a really rough, ugh, rough playthrough of of Starlink because my base doesn't work. My ship base is not working properly, and <clears throat> I've tried to contact Ubisoft support and on Twitter and through email, and just nobody is getting back with me about it. So I don't know if it's like a known issue, if like. I just got a faulty version or what, but like I was really enjoying it and like the game doesn't work unless the ship is on the dock mm -hmm. and like my ship, my ship is on the dock, but it's just like, 
it's not reading the ship. Like, it reads the pilot just fine, but it's just not reading the ship. And I was at Best Buy last night, and I almost bought another ship just to see if, like, I have a defective ship. But the ships were, like, 30 bucks. I'm like, no, I can't. I cannot buy a ship. <laughs> That's too much investment right. to see if something works or not. So I bought. Yeah, because then if it doesn't work, then you've got two ships and you can't still, yeah. you know, still need to exchange it or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, the R Wing still looks cool sitting on my desk, but it just sucks because, like, I really wanted to play this game. Like, it's it's a fun yeah. game to play. Like, it's kind of. Yeah. It's like this weird. <laughs> imagine, like, an open world Ubisoft game, but in a spaceship instead of <laughs> it, running around on the ground. It's like, it's super cool. Yeah. And like all the Star Fox stuff is cool. The cutscenes are well produced and like, it doesn't feel like it's forced in or anything like it. it it's, it's a really cool game and I really recommend it to anybody, but if you're going to buy it, I would almost recommend the digital version, especially because the digital version that with the, the content pass yeah. is like a, like $180 cheaper than if you were to buy all the toys. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. I, I'm actually like considering buying the all digital version just to play this game. Yeah. And, and, and man, it, it's cool. Like check out our quick look on NGRradio.com and on our YouTube page of Starlink. It's cool. Yes. There's some rough areas and I realized part of the game I'm flying backwards because it wouldn't read the ship so it wouldn't read when i took the toys off and uh so i had to like shoot some stuff flying backwards which is a real tricky thing to do uh but it's cool uh so i I had to end it early because like it just would not it was just not working but it's it's a cool and which sucks because it's a cool game and i almost wish they would come out with a version which honestly if these toys don't sell well, it wouldn't surprise me if they sold like a like a gold edition with a download code for all the ships and content in like yeah. the summer. Uh just just because uh, if the toys don't sell. But it's a cool game and I really want to see how this works uh outside of outside of the toys. I kind of wish that they would have actually sold a version of the of the game where you could have the ship and and get the like get the gold like all of the the digital stuff as well all into one package. Would that yeah. be the just, gold edition? Just because then you'd still be able to have the ship, but you you wouldn't necessarily need it. So it would be more of like a a collector's a collector's uh, edition. Yeah, well, I went on the eShop to see if I could just, like, straight up buy, like, the digital ships with the physical copy of the game. And there's a yeah. way, like, Giant Bomb, there's a way to play, quote-unquote, digitally, but I yeah. haven't figured out how to do it. So, like, I might figure okay. out how to do that later, but for right now, it's just, it was just sucks. But you know what, you know what I did kind of realize, though, while playing this game? I wonder if the tech they're using for this game is tech that was developed for uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Like the spaceship, like leaving the planet and going to another planet without loading. Yeah, That tech looks awfully familiar from those Beyond Good and Evil demos. Trailers. And I'm I'm wondering if this is kind of like quote-unquote tech demo for that. Yeah. 
So, like, this game could be, a, like, a, a building block, like, something that they're using to kind of create uh, the the stuff that they need for that game, yeah. in a way. Better, better known as a beta. Well, yeah. no, not well, no. This this is a completely different yeah, game. This, but no beta as in they're using the system and they're gonna what they learn from it they're gonna improve on it for good beyond good and evil. Yeah, so well, feels, yeah maybe a beta mean, of the system, but not a maybe, beta of the game. Maybe that I mean that would just mean like every Nintendo game ever released <laughs> was a beta, pretty much. But. No, that it's like that tech seems really cool, and I'm interested to see how they're using it elsewhere. Uh, but other than that, I've been playing the 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 first South Park game on Switch. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really enjoying. I I like the the concepts of the second game better because like I like the superhero spoof stuff, but I like mm-hmm. the combat and the the item management stuff better in the first game. Yeah. So, uh, but. So I, I I've been playing that, and of course Tetris, uh, every night before I go to bed, download the Puyo 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 Tetris demo. It's free. You can play as much Tetris <laughs> as you want for free. So yeah, I gotta I gotta play those the um, South Park games. I I had bought the the most recent one. I bought it used, and you know like they have those codes in there for the original game and all that stuff. And yeah. And and the towel thing and all that. And I just figured, oh, you know, I'm not even going to bother with those because whoever owned it, you know, already used those codes. They're not going to be any good. Well, the other day I was like, you know what, I'll just give them a try anyways. Sure enough, both both codes worked. So now I got the Xbox One version yeah. of that first game because I had the 360 backwards compatibility version of that game. But now I have the Xbox One version of it, and the the Towley thing is what I cared more about. That's but nice. uh, yeah, so I, that's kind of weird. That's like the first time I've ever bought a a used game, and the in the ga- the code things oh, that it came right. with actually still worked. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing in terms of Switch. I did finish Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but we'll talk about that on Arsenal X. Uh, so yes. But yeah, that's that's kind of it. I kind of wish my Switch was getting more use, but it just it just I've been really sucked into to Tomb Raider and and Destiny lately. So uh, yeah. Anyways, we're gonna get into some of these news bits. Uh, so there was a big Smash Direct this week, and we didn't really do a, a Nintendo Direct recap on it, so we're just gonna kind of do it here. Uh, but they revealed uh, three new characters and uh, the new story mode and uh, what else? Did they, they showed off the and the spirit mode. So yeah, uh, this first article comes from Nintendo Life. Three new characters join the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate roster. Uh, I'm just going to summarize it real quick. Uh, Ken from Street Fighter and Cinnaroar from the Pokemon series. And then uh, the Piranha Plant from Super Mario series was announced as a uh, a pre-order bonus character. So if you uh, buy that game before, I think before January 1st or whatever, you get the Piranha Plant character for free. So right, cool. Uh, that's that's kind of a weird addition, but Incineroar is uh, 
What I don't really remember what gener is he from Sun and Moon? Ed? I believe so, yeah. So we we have that generation kind of represented. And then Ken from Street Fighter is Ryu's Echo character, which is uh which is fine. I think I don't think that's a big surprise. Uh, it's, yeah. I, st- I still think it's cool yeah. though. And then uh Piranha Plant, I, I wanna know how Piranha Plant is gonna act in this ser- in this series. And like there's so many more iconic characters they could have used besides a pir- piranha plant. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. But like oh, people are so mad that it's a piranha plant. <laughs> but some people well some people might be upset, but some people are happy. Uh, though, because the Piranha Plant is kind of some people's favorite. Um, I kind of like the shot when they have all eight players of different colors and all the Piranha Plants are going up and down like it's a pit. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, th- they did a good job with the Treader. Like, Nintendo is just weird with some characters. And the ones that you think that don't work or shouldn't be in Smash, people learn in May and they become deadly. Because people didn't want we fit uh, the we fit trainer in in there, and you see a lot of people use her, yeah, and kick and tail. So it's just like wow, you know. Uh, but I thought the, I thought the overall direct was really good. Uh, I like the three new characters. They changed up Ken with his dragon punch and his hurricane kick. Uh, he has the fight. I know they say he, they took him from Super Street Fighter Two. Uh, so he has to fireball with his hands uh, uh, imprinted in the uh, fireball like they were in the regular Street Fighter games. Because uh-huh. they had to change, they ended up changing Ryu's fireball uh, when it came to Super Street Fighter. Yeah, they. I thought they did a really good job with like the uh, the animations of of his attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same with the uh, the Pokemon's as well. Like that, like is a pretty. They're you know their attack things look pretty cool. There's super attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like uh, like overall, like it wasn't it wasn't bad. I think that at times though, a lot of the stuff they spent a little more time on things than they probably had to. Just I talking th- about things that weren't super important, but I think it was important uh, for. You know, it's a new mode, so they just don't want to announce nothing and, you know, have you figure out by getting the game and stuff. They kind of just like, we want to break this down so you guys can understand it. So there really don't be no questions and stuff like that. You know, Nintendo was just, just like, we just need to, this is a new mode for this game. And we want to just like deliver to you in ways, not saying ways that you can understand, but deliver to you. So when you receive this information, you start playing around with it. You understand what it is a little bit better because they, you know, they they flat out just told you what it is. So to understand. Yeah. Uh, So there that leak that we talked about last week obviously wasn't real. (laughs) Kinda, I yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows about some of these downloadable characters? They didn't announce any of the DLC characters yet. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I guess we can we can kind of move on to that. There is a season pass. It's twenty four ninety nine, and there's what the what they say five packs of DLC running through yeah. February of twenty twenty, 
And it each pack comes with a character, a stage, and a, sel- a select uh, music select, track. A selection of music. So, um, and they're five ninety nine each. Yeah. So, so basically, if you buy the season pass, you get five bucks off. So that's I mean that's yeah. pretty standard for a season pass. Yeah, and, and everybody's gonna probably like buy it on day one. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, mean, I mean it just makes sense. Like there, there's a ton of characters they could choose from. Who knows? That leak could be the DLC characters. We we don't yeah. know, right? Because remember we we kind of talked about this, and it would be it would it would make more sense for them to take a rare, you know, a rare product mm-hmm. uh, character and add it as a DLC. Versus having it in the actual physical game, yeah, you know, because that they wouldn't way have then... to pay that Microsoft. They wouldn't have to pay Microsoft out of the 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 uh, game the proper. Games. They would just pay it yeah. out of the DLC. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... and plus, you know, Bandai Namco, like, shoot, they would be bearing it. I think they'll probably bring one of the Tekken fighters to it. Tekken. Uh, now that they got one uh, Kira from Virtua Fighter, Sega might actually bring with some of their fighters from their games. Yeah, the I mean, there, there's games. a lot of things they could do with with, with uh, DLC characters. I think you know Square is a big proponent of something coming mm-hmm. over from Square, uh, whether it's a Bravely Default character or, I mean, I don't think something from Octopath Traveler would come over, but you know something more on the side of like kingdom hearts or more final fantasy characters or or what's the what's the uh what's their name the uh the one game that uh crap where you're you're fighting robots or whatever what's the the you i think you had just uh, played it recently near near Near, yeah what if they had her in it (laughs) well she's she's already in soul caliber six yeah yeah okay i mean they, I mean that's not out of the realm of possibility, but I think, I think it's a little. I think something more along the lines of Kingdom Hearts would make more sense than something like Near, mm-hmm. because yeah. I mean, Cla- Cloud Cloud was this weird anomaly to make. <laughs> it just makes everything possible. Uh, you know, cause yeah. when Cloud was announced, no, there hadn't been a final, a proper Final Fantasy game on Nintendo platform since since six, right? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, now we well, have. Now we're getting seven, nine, ten, twelve. I think it would be cool if they bought Orin, and so his smash is turning. Uh, his smash could be bringing all the characters from Octopath Traveler, oh, and then <laughs> they just smash everybody with their powers. If <laughs> so, it'd be Octopath and Final Fantasy together, well, like that. Uh, what about the dude from from uh, from Dead Cells? <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty sweet. I would love to see the dead. I would love. To, I mean, there's so many characters you could try to get. Like, I, I still want Shovel Knight. I, I know yeah. he's in the game as like an assist trophy, but they've had well, assist yeah, trophies yeah. as downloadable characters before. So yeah, uh, I could see, I could see the guy from Dead Cells being a, a like a character because like yeah, he's that would be like sweet. a fighter in his own games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus yeah, he, I think plus that he's would got actually good, be pretty sweet. He's got he's already got the smash dodge rollout out of the way. He's got ranged yeah. and me- and melee attacks. He'd be a solid like kind of <laughs> that's that Spartan boot. <laughs> yeah, don't get guys don't <laughs> don't get me excited. Against... <laughs> don't get me excited about Dead Cells character being in Smash because I'm gonna get excited. Oh, then. What <laughs> what have 
What would be what would happen if you smash someone out with the dance sales character and then throw you on the stage where the first part of dance sales <laughs> start at? So you got that oh, big old skeleton thing. <laughs> yeah, but you're just a rolling green ball that forms into your body again. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, well, we got more Smash news to talk about. Uh, Smash Ultimate's uh, Spirit Mode adds a ton of more characters to the game. They are more of like assist characters and characters that will allow you to have special abilities. And uh, yeah, there, there's a ton of weird stuff. So this this article's from Polygon. I'm just going to read it real quick. Uh, so uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's newest feature is called Spirits Mode. Nintendo announced during uh, the Direct dedicated to the upcoming Switch game, Spirits are power-ups based on other characters from many of the series represented in the game. There are primary spirits, which can include anything from Cappy from Super Mario Odyssey to Rogue from Sonic the Hedgehog to Otacon from Metal Gear Solid. Only one primary spirit can be assigned to a player at one time. Following those are support spirits, which primary spirits have additional slots for. Multiple support spirits can be attached to primary spirits for additional boosts. If a GUI primary is chosen, for example, then players can add three more supports to it. Has enough slots for those. Uh, spirits join alongside the fighter in on the battlefield, much like assist trophies do. But unlike assist trophies, they don't require an item to unlock. Instead, they create unique conditions from from the beginning of the game that are useful for different types of fights. Bullet Bill adds plenty of items all over the field where it's when it's live, for example, and transforms the player into a Mario into the to the Mario enemy. Unlocking the spirits requires fighting them. Uh, during during a specific battle, spirit a spirit battle. Following that is a special roulette style challenge to actually grab them from your party. You can also summon them by combining spirits when they have level when they level up post battle. These are called cores. Uh, each spirit also has a special type, one of three types. There's attack, grab, and shield. It's a traditional type circle uh, with one at an advantage or disadvantage against the other. A- aka rock paper scissors uh let's see there's there's a lot more to that but basically they're adding kind of like support characters to uh this mode and uh it's kind of like a secondary story mode outside of the uh the world of light adventure mode which we'll get to in a little bit so what do you guys think of this spirit mode <laughs> it's in, it's interesting you know like adding some more like complexity to it you know like the like i can definitely see you know like this being like one of the things that can make or break you know like i i just feel like this game is gonna be like you know people who are like super good at smash you know smash games like they're gonna this is gonna give them a new challenge that they're gonna have to kind of try to you know get get used to or whatever but it's you know it's it's interesting like that they're actually adding to it and not just making another smash game you know yeah it kind of it kind of feels like they're trying to do a bunch of stuff for single player yeah uh content mm-hmm. because let's face it smash wii u didn't really have a lot of single player content uh, yeah it was more like that they had that challenge board and that was kind of it so mm-hmm. uh, they didn't really have subspace emissary like brawl did or anything so 
I don't know. I think spirit mode sounds kind of cool. What about you, Ed? Do you think it's it's cool? I know they announced Shantae to be a spirit. Yeah. Um. To me, it's like uh the Soul Edge, Soul Calibur dungeon part of the game where you win stuff uh when you uh complete the different uh tasks and fighters and stuff. So I kind of feel it's like that. But and it's cool that this is a way to make your character stronger instead of doing amiibo on. And then that amiibo get stronger and stuff. I think this is a good way to like balance it out. So you, you know, you, you fight to earn those spirits and you get the ones that you need and power them up and go to town with it. So I think it, it, it offers more of a challenge and more uh, replay value to play Smash. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, just uh, like the replay value alone just comes from like, like even from the basic game, the fact mm-hmm. that it's like, like the N64 version where there's like barely any characters unlocked to start off with. Yeah. So <laughs> you got a lot of unlocking to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be cool, but I think the real, uh, single player content comes into Super Smash Brothers uh, adventure mode called World of Light. This is from Nintendo Life. Before wrapping up today's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate broadcast, the final one before the game launches, series director uh, Sakurai gave us a little uh, a little taste of the game's single player adventure. It says taster and it threw me off. Uh, Gave us a little taste of the game's single player adventure mode entitled World of Light It sees a mysterious force causing numerous video game characters to lose their bodies and transform into spirits. Uh, A cinematic sequence shows this worrying event in action before moving to a game board style map where players move around and challenge various, quote, possessed characters in battle. The broadcast stops short at giving us too much detail, but suggests that Sakurai wants players to discover this mode with fresh eyes when the game eventually hits store shelves. So, uh, there is also something they, uh, reached out to some, uh, let me start over. Some outlets reached out to Nintendo and said that this mode, you start out as Kirby and as you, uh, fight through the different characters, that's kind of how you unlock them for main smash. So, uh, because the, the starting roster before you unlock all the characters is just the Nintendo 64 roster, which is yeah. what? Yeah. Eight, eight characters, I think. Yeah. Yes. Eight. So, uh, yeah, this, this would be like a, this is a cool way to kind of introduce you to all the characters. And because as you unlock them in the adventure mode, you can then play as that character throughout okay. adventure mode. So, okay. That's, uh, it's kind of a cool thing. I kind of miss subspace emissary, in Smash 4, I actually really liked uh, that mode in Brawl. So, uh, are you, I mean, adventure mode, it's cool. Woo! Yeah, I can't really yeah. play it. Single yeah, player I mean, content. That's a, that's, that's a, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool way to unlock the characters, you know, like doing it that way, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, that's kind, of, that's kind of the wrap-up for the Smash Direct. This game has a lot more content than I think we expected it to. I mean, it has a lot of characters and a lot of music and trophies and stuff to collect, but the actual gameplay content, I think, is there and and actually uh, quite substantial compared to Smash 4. So, 
Plus, I think I think they said a lot of the other stuff, like the home run stuff, and you know the challenge border back, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. They did say, however, there was another article I read. I didn't put in the news, but if you plan to play online, make sure you're you have a wired connection. <laughs> yeah, and then if you look at the poll on Game Informer, fifty four percent people said they're playing wireless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't have a LAN adapter for my Switch dock. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, I don't even, ha- but I don't even have my Xbox or my PC wired. So, <laughs> but Nintendo warned you guys. So just be aware. Can't I mean, get mad at them. Don't sweep. Look, I'm. Not- I, ra- I, ra- I ran like a hundred foot wire through my house to to wire my Xbox in just because I, like, I just I don't I don't like Wi-Fi for for gaming. It just doesn't. It ju- it just I don't know. It just never seems to work properly for me. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. we don't we don't really have a choice in this apartment yeah. anyway because we our apartment building has this weird like internet and cable plan built in, so we have a yeah. router above our door and that's kind of if you want to wire something oh. in you're kind of screwed. So All right, uh, that's weird. Yeah, speaking of wired, YouTube app is likely bound for Nintendo Switch on November eighth. This is from Nintendo enthusiast. An eagle-eyed Nintendo fan at Reset Era has discovered something curious on the Nintendo of America website. A recommendation for a YouTube app on Nintendo Switch dated to launch November 8th. It's not an ironclad confirmation, but it's definitely worth talking about. His screenshot is attached below. And there's a picture of the YouTube app on the Nintendo website. Uh, Considering Switch's outstanding portability, many have been clamoring for a YouTube app and other streaming video apps since the launch of the console. Uh... Blah blah blah. This guy wants Netflix on it, and that's okay. So YouTube is seemingly coming to Switch. Cool. Yay. I mean, I don't care. Switch is usually well, the console I'm playing while I watch YouTube. But yeah, I, mean, I, guess, right. if, well, I guess if you're traveling or whatever. Yeah, and and like I was talking with Ed or, or talking earlier before the show, like you know, YouTube is a major like part of of you know the younger people of this generation's life. Like now, like everyone, like a lot of people go to YouTube for like podcasts and just all different kinds of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, it, it's a, it's, it's a good move on Nintendo's part to try to get that put on there because if I'd have to say if any of any, the apps like that were important, like most important, that would probably be the one yeah. That, yeah. that most younger people are going to want. They, they're not going to really care about a Netflix or something like that because, like, my kids, like, they, they don't watch anything on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. They want to watch YouTube all the time. Like, that's yeah. where all their shows are. Dude, I'm on that Hulu on, uh, on Switch. <laughs> Dude, Hulu is, like, Hulu is such a lifesaver. I can't yes. tell you how big of a lifesaver it is. Uh, but we're gonna we're going to move on to our next story which is actually way more interesting than this YouTube stuff. Nintendo grabs smartphone-related trademarks for Zelda Spirit Tracks and Mario vs. Donkey Kong. This comes from Nintendo Life. Uh, Nintendo Co. LTD has applied for trademarks for The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks and Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which isn't massive news itself, as the company is forever renewing its trademarks to cover older IP. However, what makes these two near identical applications interesting 
is that they cover, quote, program for a home video game machine, downloadable video game program, and program for smartphone, which is the one that sticks out the most. Both titles are already video games, obviously, which explains the first purpose. The second one could relate to a potential digital download release, but the third is perhaps the most interesting, as it hints that we could could get smartphone versions of both titles for mobile uh, or mobile titles based on these games. Of course, trademarks are made all the time and often don't amount to anything, but it's interesting to speculate what these two games could look like on a smart device. Both feature interfaces which could easily be adapted to the touchscreen, especially in case of sphere tracks, which makes an excellent use of the DS touchscreen, so you never know. I would play some sphere tracks on my phone. I wouldn't. Well, you suck. <laughs> I would you. play Spirit Tracks on my phone. Especially, like, the thing is, like, I have a, I have an app on my phone uh, called, I think, Octopus, where you can basically uh, play any any game on, on your phone whoa, using whoa, your whoa, Xbox. Whoa. Are you telling me that you download ROMs on your phone? No, I no, I kidding. can you can play any like I played uh, uh, PUBG Mobile on my phone with my Xbox controller. <laughs> like you can basically, there's apps out there where you can use any like Bluetooth controller. You can pair it to your your phone and play it that way, so you don't even need to use a touch screen. That's that's awesome because like I there are some games I would I wouldn't like that X Cloud thing that's coming to xbox if i can just put mm-hmm. like my xbox controller to it or those rumored uh you know there was some rumors going around that xbox is developing con- a detachable controller for mobile Jelly. devices mm-hmm. uh, so that would be cool but yeah yeah you already can basically use your your xbox controller for on your phone if you have like the and there's that's the only one i know of is the octopus or whatever it's called but but yeah, there there's stuff there's workarounds on phones for everything. Mind you, I don't know about the iPhone. Like the Android Android phones are always more easier to do stuff like that because they because it's it's like it's like uh like you know, like uh Linux in a way where where they kind of let you do whatever you want, which is why I like the Android over iPhones, but yeah. Just cause, Ed, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say, uh, I think if they were going to put a Zelda game on on the phone, I don't think it would be Spirit Tracks. I think it would be more in the brains of Triforce Hero, cause probably because of the success of Dragalia Lost, in a sense, in uh, Pocket Camp. I think they would, would want something like that. If I was gonna, if I literally was going to do um, a spear tracks game, uh, it probably would have to be redesigned because you really have to control spear tracks with the uh, with the touchpad. So your hands would be covering up most of the screen. And uh, that's not a good look for a game like that on mobile. But if they did something like, if they did something like Triforce Hero, I could see that happening. I could see what is it the four the four swords or whatever. Yeah, same thing. Same thing as Triforce Hero. Yeah, yeah. In a sense. Well, 
keep a lot, keep an eye out for that smartphone Zelda game that may or may not be happening. I don't know. I think Mario vs. Donkey Kong would be cool, though. Yeah, I, that I, I can the, see. I like those games a lot, and they're simple puzzle games. They're simple enough to incorporate a touchscreen that, like, yeah. I'm actually surprised they haven't tried to do it already, but... Well, like, I could, like, I'm surprised that we don't have, like, a, um, uh, what's it, the, um, the toad treasure tracker or whatever, like, something like that even on the phones. Yeah. I, I think because they have planned that for Switch. Yeah. Probably... But I, but I mean, like, like, I could see that being something that they could easily, like, make an alter, like, not, it wouldn't have to be that original game. Just but like, it's more just, of it could be puzzles. like, it could be like, it could almost be like Mario Run where they're like, hey, this is free to download for like the first 10 levels and then sell level packs. You know? Yeah, like just just the way that game plays, it's it's so easily could be be a mobile style game because it's a very you know like a basic basic puzzle solving type game like that just would I think would work really well on on phones like on a touch screen style gameplay. What a great game that is, by the way, Captain <laughs> Toad, fantastic game. Yeah. Yes, love that game. Please buy Captain Toad. It's a great game. Buy it. <laughs> Anyways. Our our last story, I mean, it's technically the second to last story, but the last story can be folded into this one, I guess. Last the last story is that Pokemon Let's Go is not going to support the Pro Controller, which I think we already knew. I think yeah. they came out and said it, but they had to reconfirm it uh last week, but uh our last story uh, Janucci Masada says he might step down from directing Pokemon games soon. This comes from Game Informer. Pokemon Let's Go is coming fairly soon, launching later uh, this month on Switch, and leaning heavily into the collaboration with the mobile title Pokemon Go. But it appears it might be the uh, moment might be the momentous for other reasons as well. What? That does not make sense. In all. In an interview on the official Pokemon website, Janucci Masada Masuda, uh, who has been either assistant director or director on every single mainline Pokemon game since Gold and Silver until Sun and Moon, stated that he might be done directing the mainline games. Masuda was asked about working on the Switch game and the ways it ties into Pokemon Go. He answered by talking how familiar he was with Go and how working on the Switch let him. Uh, let them experiment with new things like uh, the Pokeball controller. Uh, He says, for example, developing the Pokeball Plus and working with Bluetooth to facilitate the connection with Pokemon Go were very interesting things that I had a chance to work on as the director this time. But at the same time, it's important to have the younger generation at Game Freak take over the development of Pokemon as a series. I do, do believe this will probably be, in terms of the main Pokemon RPGs, the last time that I work as the director. Uh, so, that's a, that's an interesting little tidbit, considering he's been part of the of directing the series since basically the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, 20 years on the same franchise is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was about to happen. A lot of the it seems that a lot of the old Nintendo directors are like 
kind of stepping down or moving away from projects so the younger generation could come up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, so. I mean, a lot of them are moving into more like producer roles instead of directors, right? I think. Yeah. I think what Anuma is like the last of the old guard directing, right? Yeah. And I don't even think he directed Breath of the Wild. I think he was. What wasn't that the Skyward Sword director who did Breath of the Wild? I think so. Yeah, because I think a new much as executive producer, him yeah. and Miyamoto. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot there to. I mean, Nintendo's moving in a new direction. We've seen it the whole generation, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think it's good to get fresh blood in on these new series. Look, look at how well Mario Odyssey was received. Look how at how well Breath of the Wild was was received. Look at all these, uh, you know, getting all these nindies onto the platform. You know, I I think moving in a new direction. It, is good uh if you have the right direction moving that new class in right and i think that's where yeah. miyamoto and anuma and uh you know all the, the old guard kind of stepping into the producer role and kind of guiding them through directing i think that's a good thing because you still have the influence of the old guard while bringing new new and fresh ideas from the new wave coming in so, yeah, and I would yeah. and I would love to see a female director take over the Pokemon series. I think it would work. So yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like it, yeah, because at this point, the the people that will be moving into higher up, you know, spots now in that game will most likely have been fans of the game, you know, of the the show and stuff. When you know, because at this point, you know, like those younger people, you know, actually grew up with that show yeah so yeah so um that's kind of that's it for the news uh pretty pretty solid news week for for nintendo uh considering blizzcon is going on and you know game awards are coming up and there's there's, oh. there's a lot of things going on that nintendo <laughs> could reveal some stuff so uh glad we had a, a full news week but now it's time to get into what we like to call the question block Yes. Remember, you can email us at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com for us to answer your questions. Wow. I am just like all over the place today, man. I cannot get <laughs> words out. It's just, <laughs> man, Ed kept me up until 2.30 in the morning last night prepping for stuff. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> and now I just feel like I'm stumbling <laughs> over my words. You can email us at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com. And remember, we are giving away Diablo 3. The first half of the month so get us your questions <laughs> subscribe to the youtube channel and if you want brownie points rate us on itunes or google play or whatever platform you listen to us on preferably itunes and google play because those are kind of the big main platforms that have rating systems but yeah rate us on yes. those on those platforms and uh we'll give you some 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 brownie points as they say i'm i'm all for a good brownie <laughs> Let me tell you, I like them. I like them when they're kind of soft and gooey in the middle. Yes, but yeah. they're still like warm from the oven. Yeah, oh, yeah, mm. yeah. I like a good brownie. Just yeah, put, you, I didn't get this. I didn't get this body from nuts. not eating brownies, guys. <laughs> just don't put no nuts in mine. Uh, yeah, just no nuts, please. Brownie. Chocolate chips, though. Mm. I'm all for chocolate chips. Yes. Anyways, peanut butter, peanut butter swirls. No, no, but no, no, I no love peanut, peanut butter. butter no, but, uh, take you and your 
chocolate you brownie. You and your uh, pickle pizza somewhere else with that mess. Yeah. <laughs> Go pickle get some cheese, good. Wisconsinite. I got plenty of it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't need to get more. <laughs> oh, Our first question comes from Todd Oxtra, friend of the show. Check out Secret Friends Unite on your podcast service of choice. I think it goes up on Fridays. At least that's when it shows up in my feed. Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry, Todd. I know it shows up on Fridays in my feed. But anyways, check it out. If you like comic book, TV shows, and movies, and all that good stuff. If you want to if you want to hear Charlie talk about Spider-Man for the 900th time. Or I'll, I'll, if they do get yeah, to games. Star Trek. If they do get to games, <laughs> it'll usually be... Well, around this time, Charlie will probably play some DC super super villains on whatever platform he's playing it on. That's <laughs> yes. that's the extent of their video game stuff. Yeah, uh, but I I love usually that. I yeah love that show. Yeah, usually Todd will talk about games, and then Charlie will will just uh, zone out, kind of like you with music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he sends in his question. He asks, "My question is, what genre would you like to see Nintendo develop internally?" that they currently don't. I would love to see a cinematic action game from Nintendo. It seems to be almost non-existent on the Switch, and I think Retro Studios would be a great fit for it. I also think the PvE co-op game like Destiny or Anthem would be cool, would be a cool area for them to explore. The team who made Federation Force had a good idea, but taking the model and applying it to Switch with a new IP and decent voice chat would make it awesome. Cue up the great work, Todd SFU Oxtra. Great point, Todd. Metroid Prime Federation Force was a great idea. And I think that Retro's new IP that they are definitely working on, in my head, is going to be that game where it's going to be it's gonna have a campaign, it's gonna be co-op, it's gonna have it's gonna be like a Destiny Light. Uh, you go in, you get loot, you upgrade your guy, you go in, shoot stuff. It's gonna be a great time. I agree with you, Todd. Todd, I think you should win this game based on your answer alone. No. That's just me, though. There are two other people on this panel. And since Ed disagreed with me, there's one other guy on this panel. That I... <laughs> um, but in, in all seriousness, I would really like... I think... The thing with Nintendo is they're so creative in terms of gameplay and world building and stuff. But they're not the greatest in terms of like straight-up storytelling in terms of like a uh, like a, a Halo or Uncharted style story where they're actually trying to tell a story with voice acting and cutscenes and action, and I think like I think Breath of the Wild is kind of like the first step in that direction, where I actually really liked how they told the story in that game. But in terms of you know like I just played Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and the story is so so in that game. But it's, I don't, Nintendo's not really trying to do anything cinematically, I guess you would call it, uh, in terms of, they're trying to build a game that's, that's fun and, and you explore and collect things and do all kinds of stuff like that, right? Yes. I do think Retro, now granted, part of them left to go work on Halo and form Armature and all this other stuff, but I think retro studios is the studio to do a game like this mm-hmm. right and i would love to see some sort of co-op experience where 
Like, you know, for squad goals, we played a lot of the Halo games, and, Ed, we played Gears of War and stuff. Like, yes. I would love to see that sort of experience come to Switch, where we could just all sit around and say, hey, let's go play some missions in Game X by Retro, right? Let's go mm-hmm. do some missions together. And that's where, like, the the Metroid Prime Federation Force stuff comes in is like, I really like the idea of that game. I really do. I like that Destiny style. Let's go do missions and collect loot and upgrade our armor and our weapons and our suits and stuff. I really like that co-op experience. And Jesse, I know you like co-op games and mm-hmm. we'd make we'd make Ed play with us because he's Ed and he loves us and can't tell us no. But I would really I would really like to see this applied to a new IP in as much as I would as much as I wouldn't mind it having the Metroid name attached to it like I think a new IP from Retro would really get a lot of people excited. Yeah. Well, my answer is easy. Uh, Metroid Helldivers. We already did. I mean, we already talked about that too. Talked about that. Yes. But so that's go, that's go. the same that's the same idea as Federation but Force that's except some, for it's top down, right? But see but see, that's something that Nintendo hasn't really done yet. Nintendo hasn't really did a arena style kind of base game like that. They have a games that take place in a arena, but they haven't did nothing as detailed as Hell Divers. And Hell I Divers think just got an update, by the way. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Matt and Moose um, were like freaking out about it. <laughs> um, what I would love to see though is intelligent systems to take something and do like I would say I would kind of like to see intelligence system because we know they're good for strategy games like uh, Kone Steam um, and games of that nature Um, but I kind of would love to see them actually do something like The Last Guardian you know be able to tell a narrative uh, game um, and make it for the 3DS. It don't norm- normally have to be for Switch, but no, it has like, to be for Switch. Ed, no more of this 3DS garbage. No, none. I think I, I like think 3DS, could, not I for think, multiplayer games. No, I think I think with Stop a it. big narrative game, Stop it touches system that they, they develop their games for 3DS. So <laughs> I'm gonna I can see break that my 2DS over your face so we'll I can get that it. Super Nintendo 3DS <laughs> that's on sale on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Find an excuse. You always gotta find an excuse and use me for it. That's right. No, but I I couldn't see. <laughs> I could never see them doing that. Racist. Um, also, I would love to actually see Nintendo. They they don't do much in the music genre. Uh, music genre. Um, well, we saw how kinda, music turned out. Oh well, yeah. But I, you know what? I would love to see them continually. I would love to see them actually make a music program. They did. It's called That's, it's called Nintendo Labo. They built a piano. <laughs> well, I was going to and a I was uh, I, I was going I was going to be like more as in you could be, you're able to make a music, you know, create your own music and you could send it out to some of your friends and stuff and they could use that music for some of their games. So if they could make like an awesome like remix of the legend of zelda and put it in diablo 3 like i think that would be cool that would be something that nintendo has never done um they're good at some of their music games and uh probably 
I would. The last thing I could say, uh, I think I would want them to develop something for schools, like a system that is straight art academy, uh, but it's for kids uh, in school who have a disability or just regular kids who want to learn about art. So they Mario could probably do. Yeah, no, I was yeah, they, the could, same thing. they could they they could do that, and they could do use it for like their iPhones or the iPads or computers or something like that, you know. And they have it actually just just developed for school so that kids can learn different styles of art. It like would, a photo, think, like almost like a Photoshop type game, like yeah. where you could do Photoshop style like art uh, editing. Yeah. And if they and if they want to like actually learn how to use it, they could go in the real world, go to an art store, uh, show that they got the game, and give them a breakdown of what they need. And it'll be cool if they partner up with Nintendo to be like, "Hey, you, you brought these items. You took a picture of the receipt. You know, you scanned it with the QR code and stuff. Here's here's fifty uh gold points for your for your eShop account." And they could get like one of those drawing, you know, like the uh, drawing board things that you can buy for PC where you, you actually have a pen that you can draw on the thing and, and do stuff in game. Like they yeah. could, you know, they could have accessories like that, even that, that, that they could, you know, that would give them opportunities for things like that too. Yeah. To be yeah. sold for, for, for me, like, um, like kind of touching on what Corey was saying with the, you know, like. Nintendo's like strength has always been that they're like one of the best at at gameplay and like not that they're necessarily bad at telling stories but they they don't really have many games that really you know dive deep into like really you know basing the game around narrative it's usually you know like most of their games are based around around gameplay and you know and that's fine because like for someone like me i'm i'm not always like quick to get games that are more narrative based but um like i could see them trying to do like have like their own ip that would basically be like their their ip that's that's based around just telling really good stories like a like a last of us or something like that you know, something more, I think, along those lines, like A Last of Us, would be something that, that Nintendo would be able to do really well. Like, you know, like as far as gameplay and everything goes, and and then that would give them a chance to have like a, a an IP that really lets them really just go crazy with telling really good stories. I think I think that's what I would like to see them do, is have a, an IP that's similar to like a Last of Us. It's very story driven. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll we'll find out someday. Uh, I. The thing to me is like, I feel like. I feel like Nintendo is not built for that, yet, right? Like a very yeah. story driven style game like that. And who knows? Maybe one day they will be. Maybe retro is going to be built for that, and maybe a new IP from them will show that. But as of right now, I, we don't know. You know. Well, and I and I honestly think it's it's only like to 
like I feel like most most game developers could do something like that. It's just a matter of who they collaborate with to like cuz I th- I feel like it's like so- a game like that is literally like the only you know like the only distance from making something like that is literally just hiring someone who's who has you know like can tell a story or is a good writer to collaborate with with the you know the those uh developers and kind of help you know create create a story for the game like because i feel like you know like though obviously a lot of a lot of them have their own story writers but I feel like a lot of the times, like it's just a matter of finding someone who's got a story that you'd that you'd like to tell in game form, and and being able to just kind of work around it, like you know, like because I feel like that's that's just it. Is like most most developers don't really have someone who's always like a super super you know good at writing stories. I mean, they they usually do well, but. You know, that's why there are, you know, those few people out there that are like, like, ooh, you know, this person, because they're known for being able to write really good stories or do really good stories. But they seem a lot of times few and far in between. So, but I think that's just, it would just be a matter of, of hiring someone that, that is telling stories that you would like to, to do. You know, like I've thought in the past, like I, I honestly, I kind of wish that Studio Ghibli would uh, would team up with Nintendo and do do some kind of game, like if they were to even write like write a story just for like literally just a game that like isn't even really based off of a movie they've already done. Like something like that would be massive. Like in my opinion, like if they were to get something like that, that because Studio Ghibli, like, like they, that's like Nintendo. Like, like when I think of, if I think of any like company that makes movies that would be closest to to Nintendo, like in my opinion, that it's them. Like I could see them doing doing something. Or even like you know, even just making a spirited away game, or making a you know something like that. Yeah, I mean that's but, that's another possibility too of like if I mean look at look at what they did with uh, Nino Kuni, right? Yeah. So I mean that that was them, right? Doing all the art and stuff for that first game, right? The studio. Studio Gib- Ghibli or Ghibli, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did the so. Yeah, like something. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, like that would be the best thing for Nintendo to do as far as story. Story is just, just you know, like go go all out on that that one thing that you know that they know will will work for them and it will work for the the story writer, you know, as well. Think you know that I think that would just be really neat to see just a really really good story driven, like I, I mean don't get me wrong like the, uh they have games that you can play on this you know that are exclusive to Switch that tell good stories but you know a lot of them are are third party so yeah but but yeah I, I just think something like that would be a really good idea for them. 
because they know how to make games like we know that they you know they know what they're doing when it comes to the tech the tech part but yeah just getting a really cool story would be awesome but then that that depends on who who really cares about narrative so but that's all i gotta say about that so we got another, yeah. we got two Ed more questions about narrative <laughs> just saying Ed only cares if it says nintendo on the box pretty much <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to our next question uh deshaun malone writes in and asks how do you see nintendo's 2019 roadmap what third-party surprises do you think we'll see and keep up the awesome work guys i mean nintendo's roadmap for 2019 we've we've talked about a little bit uh but i think we'll just go with the third-party surprises uh I mean, I I still th- I still think I still think that Rockstar is going to port Grand Theft Auto Five and the first Red Dead to Switch at some point. I really I really think that I don't really care for those games, but I I think that to I think if they're porting LA Noir to Switch, that they're mm-hmm. going to try to do something else. That's I weird. would say I would say they'll probably do Bloody Two for Switch. Maybe that's because this is the thing. That's Rockstar's next big game. Yeah, that they're they already said at. that they already said they're waiting for the political climate to die down before they do Grand Theft Auto Six. Yeah, a, just because like they don't want the backlash for that. So I think I think you're right, Ed. I think Bully might be their next kind of, or they could just do Max Payne Four and just get it over with. Oh, shoot. They could just remake uh, Max Paint, remaster Max Paint 3 and put it on. I would say mostly yeah, race. That actually surprises me that they haven't done that already. <laughs> Remastered Max Payne 3. Yeah. Or like uh, made a collection or something. I, I, I would say Rage 2, if we know uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming, and we know that Doom 2 is coming, but I, I really think if but there's the returns back to the Dishonored series. I think we'll probably see Dishonored 3. I think we'll see 1 and 2 as a collection on Switch. Uh, even though that is support, I think if the sales are good, I think Dishonored 3 could come. Or even Watch Dogs 2 could come to Switch with Ubisoft. Um, I have no hope in EA breaking anything to Switch. So Yeah, I don't um, either. Like I as much as I want Madden on Switch, I want Madden on Switch so bad, I would give them my right testicle for Madden <laughs> on Switch. I I I think in this moment, I think EA Activision as the way that they stand with Nintendo, I don't think anybody cares and probably don't want any of their games on that on their platform. Yeah, I mean FIFA in terms FIFA's of, fine. I think Activision is a little bit more lenient in terms of I mean, we got Crash. I'm sure Spyro's coming next year. I, I I'm sure Spyro is coming next year. But like, yeah. Unless but, unless it's like Skylanders or something, mm-hmm. Destiny will never come to Switch. They don't uh, need it. Call of Duty won't ever come to Switch. They don't need like, it. Like the only part of Activision I could see coming to Switch would be whatever Blizzard decides to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we got Diablo, which is awesome. Yes. I mean, I don't think StarCraft is going to ever come to Switch. I don't. I the only other game that I think would ever come to Switch would either be Hearthstone, 
or maybe Overwatch at some point. And that uh, Overwatch, Overwatch is a big maybe. Uh, Overwatch is going to come and uh, it's going to be announced at E3 and you're going to see Severus Aaron in it. I don't. I don't think they're going to do test. I don't. I don't think they're going to do guest characters. Oh, I do oh, think they're going to do oh, skins for the characters. Me. I think oh, they're going to do. They're not. They're not going to make. They're not going to make guest characters. They're going to make oh, skins if, for the if, characters. With, oh, with Nintendo. Oh, I think they'll put Samus Aaron in there. I don't think so. If Blizzard, trust me. If Blizzard announced that and said pre-orders are live, I bet you by the next day that pre-orders would be high up. Because everybody won't go and be like, oh, we could play Samus Aaron in this month? Yeah. I, I still think they would do skins for the characters. I I think that skins would be really cool. I say put her, I say, oh, come on, Blizzard, a, put her a, in. A Zero Suit Mercy skin or like a, uh, like a, a Link skin for like, uh, I don't know, name me some. So kind of like, like what, kind of like what they did in, like they did in uh, um, Bayonetta, like yeah. where it's just the character dressed up, like yeah, 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 because like, those additions, like a, like a, like for a, a, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on all these Overwatch characters? Uh, Symmetra, I think they would do like a, a proper Metroid style, like a the power suit or like a. Hey, I don't know. I, th- I think they could do some really cool stuff with 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 skins. I say bring in Fox McCloud and bring in Samus. Like I think, in- I think Lucio with a Fox McCloud skin would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. I, I say bring in the characters. I mean, because that would just yeah, but that I mean, that causes so many balancing issues. Bringing in a new character. It's Overwatch. Do you think people care about balance? Yeah, I do. That they have a whole <laughs> league surrounding Overwatch and balance. Shoot, they That's make true. millions of dollars on a professional Overwatch league. It's all based on balance. Yes, of course they do care about balance. Sure, as many people I see, they fight that, you, Ed, uh, so hard. <laughs> but you, but you know, I think it would be three times the sale. That people would get. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure it would, but it would. It an, another character would cost so much. It cost so much money. So many balancing issues that they wouldn't you have don't to do think the other versions of the game. Pay for it? No. I. I mean, they would pay for it, but I don't think Blizzard wants to do that. I. Oh. I guarantee you, Blizzard does not want to do that. Blizzard don't want to do it. Activision wants Blizzard to do to make Activision, them do it. Blizzard tells Activision what to do. They do not tell Blizzard what to do. But Activision bought Blizzard. I think their parent company is Activision Blizzard, and Activision and Blizzard are two separate entities under Activision Blizzard. Uh, Ed, we're gonna fight soon. <laughs> Round one, <Yeah>. fight. <laughs> As I throw a spicy chicken burger at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the only thing I could think of that like. I don't know. Like the the thing is, it's uh, so far we've been surprised with like some of the stuff that they brought to Switch. Like as far as like like Saints Row Three coming to Switch, and it's just it's just so weird sometimes. Like some of the things coming. It's almost to a um, point where like if they say something's being ported to Switch, I'm like, okay, nice. Probably. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see maybe maybe like just just cause three coming to it, but yeah, I don't think uh, that we would get the fourth one. 
No, Square Enix has some more. That's all he's saying they, now. No, but I, because Square Enix already have plans for a Switch to bring some games in the realm of like Octopath Traveler. So to get some of the Trust Cards games on there, I would love a collection. I would say that much. Um, but to bring three and four to Switch, uh, I just I think it would only be three. Like I don't, or like maybe like you said, like a, the like the first three, mm-hmm. but but I yeah I I don't see four coming there just because I I think it's gonna be too too big of a game. I'm so like it's gonna my... just be too. What? Yeah, <laughs> you, you can go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, everybody got real quiet, and then I yeah heard you no guys I just talk, and then it oh, got eight. quiet again. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, was Skype or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, think, I just said it was too big, and that, and that was all I had to say. <laughs> I think the internet just like it just froze everything for like three seconds. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just waiting on my Tomb Raider port. That's all. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Square Tomb Raider port switch. I'll buy it again. I'll buy all three of them again. I don't care. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Bandai Nelco. Hurry up and get Tekken 7 on that mug. Nobody wants Tekken. Or right. you might be surprised. <laughs> Just cutting you off now. <laughs> oh, I don't have time I'll for be, your shenanigans. And I'm not being muted again. I've already been muted on uh, Nurse Gone Platinum <laughs> twice. Uh, I can't meet you through Skype. I can only meet you through uh, <laughs> Google Hangouts. Our last question comes from Samantha Cross. What do you think Metroid Prime 4 will do to change up the formula and keep a modern audience engaged? Uh, I think I like we said, doing the whole Destiny thing. Yeah, I know. I was thinking uh, that too. But I don't, like, for me, I think the people that are buying Metroid Prime want the Metroid Prime experience. Like, I don't think, yeah. they're, I don't think they're going in expecting a first-person shooter, although that would garner a wider audience if they made it like a proper Halo-style first-person shooter. But I think people that want a metroid game or expecting the exploration and the puzzles and yeah you know well i mean like i'm like i'm thinking like what if you know like they kind of did the whole idea of destiny but it was more like more like um like you know the the latest zelda where it's very story driven and like you going around the world and it's very you know single player based but you have, you know, like you have almost like a, um, in some ways, the uh, the um, Animal Crossing style, like where where you can see other people and stuff like that. But but it's still very story, you know, very based around like puzzle solving and stuff like that. Like this is the thing with that. Uh, Metroid needs to stay away from Destiny. Anything related to Destiny. I don't know. Because Metroid Prime Federation Force was really good, Ed. You just didn't play it. This is the thing about it. Destiny and Destiny 2 has so many problems that it still hasn't recovered from anything. Even with Forsaken, it still hasn't recovered and put put it in a respectable place. I just it shows yeah, of but, Destiny on PC. But, but I shows, would argue, though, that they would be, be they would you know, like do just do it better anyway. So I mean I think I think I think if they were to do the quote unquote destiny thing, 
it's it's going to be simpler. It's going to be way simpler. It's going to be way yeah. more polished. Even though mechanically, just... mechanically, Destiny is a fun game to play. It's fun to go in yeah. there and shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. They just have so many convoluted systems. And this is coming from a big Destiny fan. So many convoluted systems and too much, too many different currencies that do different things. They have too many ways to get confused. They're not great at easing new players in. Like that's destiny right and so if nintendo were to do that i think nintendo would make an e- make it easier for people to come in it's an easier loot based shooter uh you but know the, but then it removes of what metroid is i and i, I think i agree fans... i agree with you 100 percent, ed i agree with that's not what metroid is metroid is a solitary experience where you're exploring and solving puzzles and mm. Like like we've said many times before, I think Metroid Prime Four can have both worlds, right? I think they can have the single player campaign, which is just you as Samus, and and maybe these are two separate experiences, right? Maybe they're both $60. more like Borderlands. No, no, I don't. I don't no, I, I, I would say I was I would no, say me, more. Oh. Maybe they're two separate games, right? Where like we get Metroid Prime Four. It's the Metroid game that everybody wants. It's a solitary experience where you're going through solving puzzles, getting cool upgraded weapons, stuff like that, right? But mm-hmm. then you have the Destiny-style experience, a separate game where you build your own bounty hunter. Samus is one of the people giving you missions, and like you discover different mission givers that are from the Metroid universe, right? And you have to work together to kind of take on this greater evil similar to what destiny does but way simpler like the you go on different missions to get cooler gear to get new weapons and like the upgrades and stuff that are kind of like what metroid gives you you can implement the different power-ups from metroid into this new game by saying oh let's go do that strike or whatever they're called in this in this made-up game that we're never getting Let's go do that. We'll get the ice cannon, which is good against this boss over here, and like we can do all kinds of cool stuff with it. Like I, I still really want a Destiny style game set in the Metroid universe. There's so many cool bosses that you could do for raid style experiences. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool things you could do with strike specific things, like infiltrating different mazes and stuff. And you could take the Metroid maze type element and implement them into these strikes or whatever. And depending on what paths you take through the strike depends on like what kind of loot you find, what kind of treasure you find, what kind of upgrades you find. And you unveil different paths to then upgrade different things. And then if you take like a certain one path, you fight one boss. And if you take another path, you fight a different boss and they both give you different types of equipment that you can upgrade your characters with. But it would be a much more polished, simplified version because it's Nintendo and they want people to come in and have an easier time doing this. So you just want the gameplay mechanics more. More of the gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. I would that's what I mean, that's what I would love. I still want the, the single player campaign Metroid mm-hmm. experience, which you would get, right? But what you do in this it, this is where it would differentiate from Destiny where 
what you do in this single player campaign doesn't really affect what you do in the multiplayer side of things except maybe like the way destiny does emblems and shaders and stuff mm-hmm. maybe if you complete the campaign on certain difficulty or do certain things like get 100 percent or defeat bosses a certain way you get like the destiny style emblem or or whatever that you can show off and say hey i defeated this boss without getting hit i 100 percented this game i got all the upgrades for this particular thing right and you could show it off that way in the multiplayer section yeah like that yeah I, that's kind of what i envision too is just yeah like uh <laughs> you smell it like that <laughs> just, yeah it's just, just... <laughs> go ahead jesse <laughs> Yeah, just like I was saying, it, that's kind of like what I envisioned too. Is like, yeah, almost like the like, yeah, that would be good to do. Like, like uh, GTA did, you know, like where like their online game is like a completely different game. It's like, you know, like doesn't really have anything to do with the main storyline game. You know, like because mm-hmm. you're completely creating your own character in there, and it just like basically is only using the world that you're playing the regular game in to to do these completely other completely different things you know yeah and you have like, so many you have so many different bosses and and many bosses that you could do for like a a destiny raid style experience and it wouldn't be as nearly <sighs> as long or as complicated as a destiny raid that's not what i'm saying but like you could go in and for on like a first run style thing solve puzzles with your friends and fight these cool bosses and like a first run could take you like an hour and a half to two hours instead of like 15 you know yeah i mean well that plus like working in the dreaded microtransactions or loot boxes or whatever it kind of goes along with what furikawa says he wants to do with future Switch DLC. titles and dlc and you know, games as a service, right? He said he wants to explore all those options. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm th- You're just gonna need something too that's gonna gonna make their um their online service relevant with that game as well. You know, like like mm-hmm. that's the only like reason it- that I think that they're gonna need to they're gonna want to do something elaborate for well, and like it doesn't even have know, to, like it doesn't online. even have to be metroid it could be it could be splatoon it could it could be like uh well well if we're gonna take that idea of course simus can't be out of it and i would say the army that simus was in if that commander gave new bounty hunters and stuff to go out and do the missions that's, that's fine yeah that's what i'm saying is like you could so be like like an, like an odst similar type yeah, thing like, in a way where it's yeah. kind of an offshoot yeah yeah i mean just keep just keep simus out of it because i i feel like you got to think of it finding energy tanks and people going to be like does this does this mix uh some some ideas and stuff from destiny with the metroid uh with the metroid like design, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of finding stuff, and 
you know, is that was one character only going to be able to open that door because uh, he's that color or she's that color? You know, I are mean, they going to be well, if you have designing worlds? If you have different classes, I mean, look at Anthem, for example. Like, yes. All those different classes can be customized the way you want to play. Yes, they have specific abilities, but you can kind of design those abilities around how you play your game, right? And so, like, yeah. you could also apply that to to uh, this fi- fictional whatever, right? And, like, you, it, it doesn't even have to be separate classes. You can just use a skill tree, right, and apply your different mm-hmm. points certain places. And, like, you know what I mean? You don't have to, like, lock yourself yeah. into a... Like in Destiny, that's the one thing that makes me mad, right? Is like you have to lock yourself into a class right when you start. And for new players, that's jarring because like I don't know what any of these classes do. Like, okay, the the hunter sounds cool, but you know, if you want to play primarily PVE, the hunter's not going to be a good class for you, right? It's like well, you don't know that from the start, right? Well, the hardest question is. Who do you market to then? Do you market to the Metroid fans or do you market to the Destiny fans? And how you market do you market it, to you market how do you as, market to both? You, mark, you, you market it as Nintendo's version of Destiny. It doesn't matter what fans you're marketing it to because like mm. you want to reach a wider audience, you go for that Destiny fan, right? And then if you want to put a Metroid have, but, skin on it, then like mm. this this was the big problem, Metroid Prime Federation Force. I don't think people would have minded Metroid Prime Federation Force if Metroid Prime 4 would have come out first. Right? Mm. That's the big thing. Because it's not a bad game. It's on the wrong system. But it has a lot of cool ideas that I think it was on a proper system and put with a proper budget behind it would have been fleshed out and better. Right? And that's that's what I'm trying to get at here is if they put it on Switch as a proper... It's a proper system. You can do local co-op or online. Mm-hmm. Three-player teams, right? Or four players, I guess. It doesn't matter. But like, I I think Metroid. I think the Metroid Prime Federation Force idea works. I think it does. The only and problem with that it, game is that we hadn't had a three D or we hadn't had any type of Metroid game in so long. Yeah, and that's the first Metroid Pro, Metroid game that we get with uh metroid prime slapped onto it which is like you know we expect something from metroid prime right and i think i think that metroid prime federation forces statement was what you expect from metroid prime is a first person shooter adventure game yeah and like slap and so i think i think its only problem was it did we didn't get metroid prime 4 first and that that having that subtitle Federation Force implemented that yes we can make spinoff games in this universe, and I I think Nintendo with the, knows with I, those with the well known gameplay of the Metro Prime series. Yeah, and like I think I really think Metroid Prime Federation Force worked except for the fact that it was on the wrong system and we didn't get a proper Metro game beforehand. But. And and I think that's why. I said that's why I asked the question of marketing because if you're going to market this game, that portion I say to that Destiny fan, you really got to get the trust of that Destiny person to come and pick up because some of some Destiny people are still might still laugh at Nintendo, but that's, if they that's fine, the, then you find a new it, look how many yeah. look how many switches 
have sold and, right and by the and, time and that's this... what i was about to ask and that's what i was about to say if that destiny player do on the switch if if whoever developed that game mechanic could can't get that dusty feel and get it right and hook them. Well, that's what Nintendo I'm has done their job. It doesn't matter what system a Destiny style game is on. Mm-hmm. Destiny was the first game to get it right. Right, this shared world experience, open open shared world, uh, kind of loot based game. Right, they were the fr- first team to actually kind of like, quote unquote, do it do it right. But like as as the game progressed. A lot of people found issues with it, things they would like changed. If Nintendo can take, like, uh, I'm going to use Anthem as a as an example again, mm-hmm. right? And even the Division to an extent, right? Like, mm-hmm. if Anthem takes what Destiny did wrong and turns it around and did does it right, I think Destiny is going to be dead in the water. You know, because like people want that experience, but they want it done right, and they don't want to complain about the things they don't like, right? And if you get that Nintendo style polish and research and just go all in on this thing. Mm-hmm. I think you could capture the Destiny audience no problem, and I think it would have a similar effect that Pokemon has, but for a wildly different audience. I think it would draw people to the system. It doesn't matter how powerful the system is, as long as the yeah. gameplay and and the gunplay is fun. You have a, a suite of multi like a uh, competitive multiplayer things to do mm-hmm. and and still have that shared world pve experience i think it would draw people to the system especially in the environment of fortnite and anthem and destiny and the division like there's room there's room for that pve experience on nintendo and i think there's even a bigger chance it would succeed because it's on a nintendo system and nothing else because you'll never it, get that experience anywhere else true yes i mean they they I don't know if they would need a demo for that or not, but I just like put out a demo. Get it with if you make these two separate experiences. When Metroid Prime Four comes out, give people beta access. Give people a demo mm-hmm. with that game. Say, hey, this is something we're working on. We would like your feedback. It's not coming out for a year, but here's a little sliver of what this game is. Give us like uh, a what you know, quote unquote, the story missions would look like. Uh-huh. Give us give us a couple like strike type things, like two or three strike probably like two strikes to get a feel for it and say, these are the levels we're kinda working on. Show the loot system and how it works. Like do something Destiny didn't didn't. No. Show us and how no. to show us how to use the items we pick up. Show us how what the different currency does. Show us where we can use it. Give us that and experience. I, and that could grab the Destiny person. Because I think they're they will that will that would ease their worries about it, and then if they could take if Nintendo does take that feedback, and trust me, a lot of Destiny fans will give them that feedback. They'll mm-hmm. give them them honest feedback. Mm-hmm. I think Nintendo would take I mean, it and be like, Division. "Okay, look how much feedback the Division took." Oh from yeah, Destiny fans, right? A lot of people jumped from Destiny to the Division when the Division came out, and the Division had an awesome single player campaign, which is what people loved about it, but the end game was kind of, you know, so-so, whatever, Man. right? Yeah. Look how hard they worked, and look how they built that end game to the point where, like, people still are playing The Division, right? Yes. And, and The Division 2, I think, is, you know, pretty high on our anticipated 2019 list, right? I, I think mm-hmm. I speak 
for everyone yeah. on that. And like <laughs> it's because of what the division built. And it's it's what Ubisoft does well is like okay, we have I mean look at Rainbow Six also, not the same type of game, but look at how Ubisoft built upon that. Builds yeah. and takes feedback and and addresses issues and patches them in to the point where Rainbow Six we're in year three of that game, and it's the it's like the third highest game being played on Steam right now. There's still seven more years of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if if Nintendo can capture that and and really kind of double down on it and make it simple enough for, you know, it would it would be the my uh, my first Destiny, right? It would be simple. It would be fun. It would be. You know, it, easy to get into. It, it literally would be have to be the one to make Bungie pick up that Metro Prime Four and play that mode, because they're going to learn. If Nintendo could get it right because of the Destiny community, Bungie will pick that game up and they will learn from Nintendo and try to improve upon that. Take it and improve upon that. Yeah, like, and like I, with, with Retro's kind of background in the first person adventure mm-hmm. genre like they could they could do this they could pull this off they could put puzzles in the environment and let yeah. people get secret weapons and and you know i i i think i think retro would be the studio to do this you know and i, and I think this kind of ties back into todd's question where like yeah i would love to see retro do this style game i would love to see them go all out with this style game and I hope it's Metroid, but if it's their new IP, I would also love to see it thrive. You know, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, then th- that's why I said earlier that's that's keeping Metroid Prime away from Destiny because Destiny is such in a Destiny well, is in such a lost place. But the way that but the way that you bring it up and how well, how Nintendo can take why it. That's why I'm say- saying saying don't make metroid prime for the destiny style experience right make it its own separate experience and show that it's hey this is a spin-off game but this is something that we really would like to do and you know what the federation in even if they make it federation force 2 i know the name would turn off a lot of people but once reviews got out there and people started playing it and saw how it played and and felt and you know we have metroid prime 4 finally like I, I really think that game is coming. I, I still think Federation, Federation Force, Force 2 is coming at some point. I, I mean they I, may I, not they may not call it Federation Force 2 just because that name has such a stale staleness to it. I don't know, man. I still think that game's really fun. But I we could see it at E3. I'm feeling we'll see it at E3 because Nintendo did say they got more 3 3DS games uh in a pipeline. If it, I don't think it should come to 3ds. Hopefully, it doesn't. No, but if they no. could, if they if they could implement Federation Force Two and Metroid Prime Four, take take what you talked about, Corey, and like really give up, put out a beta. Have the de- people who know shooters and know the Destiny, the community, know it very well, and help them refine that game. Then yes, it would definitely work. Yeah, and you know Nintendo hasn't been shy about doing betas this this generation, right? Splatoon, uh, uh, Mario Tennis, Arms, like they've they've done the test fires or whatever they're calling them. Mm-hmm. So like, they're not afraid to do it. And if you have to time it like Fallout seventy six has thing. been doing, or like Splatoon did, like 
do that. Even arms. Yeah, like do the timed thing. It's fine. But like, I I think that that would really get people in the door. And like, if you did that thing where, hey, if you play these first couple missions, your progress carries over. Yeah, I mean that would be smart too. So, um, that was that was a that was a solid. <laughs> I liked all these questions. Yeah, uh, I I I really like talking about this Metroid style idea, and like yeah. if, like I still like our Helldivers idea too, but like that could be its, it's own thing. So yeah, I mean it's it it's just that the state that Destiny is in. And people are talking about that. T- people are talking about stuff with Destiny, putting it in Metroid, n- not realizing that Destiny is in a bad state right now. There's you kind of got to separate it. Mm-hmm. And are you gonna are you gonna try to rip off everything into Metroid and not give specifics, or are there g- elements that do work in Destiny that can work in the Metroid series and be approved upon? To show the bun- to yeah. show Bungie how how to do it because if you do the second one that's gonna work well with Nintendo. Nintendo was gonna focus on that quality to make it better, but you just can't say that if it had a Destiny style thing, that's too general and a little bit too vague, and that might hurt that Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Prime Four. Well, yeah, I mean, just, I mean obviously like they'd always have it just Metroid. It's gonna always be a Metroid game first. Yeah. You know, obviously. So I, I, I think, yeah, it, it would just be, it would be obvious that it would just be elements of, of it, and not like a blatant ripoff, ripoff of it. Yeah. Plus, like, by the time, plus by the time that this game would theoretically come out, which would be like 2020, 2021, 2022, probably. Yeah. <laughs> after after Metroid Prime Four, like there would be enough games out there as a service to say. They wouldn't have to compare it directly to Destiny. They could be like, "This is our anthem. This is our yeah. division. This is our." I think Anthem fits but, it better. Yeah, that. Like I the, mean, that, the... I mean, that beta would delay Metro Prime Four, and I would be all for that. Whatever they decide to go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, mean, just, just what... give like if you give us a beta, like that would be the smartest thing they could do. Yes. So. But. We've been going for almost two hours. This has been some interesting conversation. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here because we have a lot more to work on today. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for watching Nintendo Power Block. Remember, you can find it every Tuesday at seven a.m. Eastern Time on your podcast service of choice on Nintendo Power Block's YouTube page and on NGRRadio.com. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nintendo underscore P Block. And check out all of our other shows, including Ninja Showcase Season 2, starting in January. Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at TheBretrico, and check out Optional Opinion, SoundCloud, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Uh, and uh, read some of our reviews on NGR. Uh, Red Dead Revolver 2 will be coming very Red soon. Red Dead Revolver so- 2? Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh, we, you you mentioned Revolver, and I was just like, ooh, get, we were talking about that game earlier. Yeah. So uh, that's why it came to my mind. Uh, uh, yeah, that review will be up um, next week, so you guys can check my thoughts about it. It will be dropping that Monday. So uh, whether you own the game, looking forward to the game, you guys will be able to hear my thoughts on it. All right. Oh, yeah, and you thoughts, can. Let's say. And you can find me on Twitch at Phantom Maggot AX. Uh, you can find me at Corey and HD eighty six on Twitter. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <It doesn't> Twitch. 
Wow. You can find me at CoreyNHD86 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on twitch.tv slash CoreyNHD. You can also find me on other podcasts such as Arsenal X and Nerds Gone Rogue. By the way, check out our family of podcasts, including those two shows I just mentioned, Nerds Gone Platinum, which is our PlayStation podcast, and of course, Nintendo Power Block. Like, subscribe, and share to our YouTube channel. Remember to get your entries in for Diablo 3. Email the show at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com and subscribe to our YouTube page. Thank you guys so much for watching, and until next time, we love you. Bye, Bye. everybody. Woohoo!